UK Tech Weekly Podcast. UK Tech Weekly Podcast. UK UK Tech Weekly Podcast. UK Tech Podcast. UK Tech Podcast. UK Tech. We're going to get through this. UK Tech Weekly Podcast. Hello, and a warm welcome to this surprisingly jaunty episode of the UK Tech Weekly Podcast, the UK's least fact-checked weekly tech podcast, trumpeted into your ears once a week like a clever elephant. The UK Tech Weekly Podcast is an infotainment karate chop delivered by the editors of PC Advisor, Tech World, Microd UK, and Computer World UK. Every Friday, we are marched off to an audio prisoner of war camp, digging audio tunnels, dumping audio soil, and jumping motorbikes over barbed audio wire in order to bring you no more than 40 minutes of informed chat on the hot tech topics of the past seven days. Please don't forget to subscribe, review, and tell your friends. I'm David Price, acting editor of Macworld UK, and today I'm delighted to be joined by three of the finest chatters in the land. Straight talking, Charlotte G, Hello. editor of Tech World. Don't know oh, yet. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, I jumped the gun there. Hello, good morning. Clever, <laughs> for goodness' sake, cleverer than Stephen Hawking, Tamlin McGee, online editor at Computer World and Tech World. Hi. That would have worked better if you'd heard the straight talking straight away before, and you trampled all over it, Charlotte. Yeah, sorry. And please stop squawking, <laughs> Henry Burrell, staff writer on PC Advisor and MacWorld. Hello. Highly professional. This week we are talking football, politics and space. We have liftoff. Never know how much I love you. Never know how much I care. When you put your arms around me, I get a FIFA that's so hard to bear. Henry Burrell, you give me FIFA. (laughs) But, But when will I get it? And why should I care? Well, you can get it today as we record. Uh, it's been out one day as you listen, listener. Uh, FIFA 17 is out this week um, for PS4 and Xbox One. Amazing. And as every year, this is a big deal, <laughs> apparently. Um, <laughs> but the reason I kind of want to talk about it is just to sort of talk about, um, in particular, games that have little incremental uh, releases and new updates and things like that and why people get so excited about them. Um, and then well, we'll, say, well, before we move oh, on to that... Oh, yes. Should we just quickly cover the basics of FIFA? Oh, no, I was going to. Don't um, worry. So the whole new thing about uh, this uh, FIFA compared to previous, many, many previous games uh, is there's a brand new mode called the Journey Mode, right. which is um, EA Sports' attempt to make the game even more relatable and sort of build a, yourself a character. So usually on FIFA, you can go in, uh, as you well know, and just play play matches of football <laughs> until... It sounds clever. They should, uh, yeah, they should work on that. Um, but they do like a career mode, which is normally you just create your own team. Um, you can sort of rise up through the leagues, try and win Champions League, FA Cup, uh, whatever you want, really. So normally you're the manager. Yeah, and sort team. of quite removed. It's a little bit, you sort of just basically pick the team and play endless games and never sleep. <laughs> but um, in the new FIFA 17, there's uh, something called the journey mode, uh, where they've been... I, I think it's quite cool. It's, it's quite a bold move. They've just said you have to be this one character who's uh, this young chap called Alex Hunter. Uh, and then I, I, I'm not entirely sure if you can do championship uh, teams, but I think you can pick him to be in any uh, Premier League team. And then he's just actually like a character who t- they takes you through cutscenes and different stages of his development. Like he starts out in the Youth, youth Academy. You have to break your way into the first team. Uh, you have to have interviews after matches and things like that. And a little bit like Football Manager, mm. uh, whatever answer you pick, uh, it uh, affects the outcome of your progress through the club but surely the whole point of post-match interviews is to say absolutely nothing at all well that's what most modern footballers would do but i just hope there's like a maybe like you know like on 
I think it looked a bit, little bit like on um, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. You got four different answers, and like <laughs> one of them is obviously one of them stupid. is obviously <laughs> yeah. One of them is obviously. I hate say, all my teammates. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you say that, you're not going to get in the team. But I mean, um, uh, I, I do. Admit, I've yet to play this game. Uh, we're going to try and review it on PC Advisor. Um, but I'll be interested to see if it actually makes a big difference. And it got me to thinking about. I mean, I think it's justifiable that you can bring out a game every single year and charge a. A fan base, I think so, for £40, £50. Pounds, if they're people charging, love yeah. So they're charging for a full game every yeah. year. Yeah. And based on what you've said, not a whole lot has changed. No, the, this, the is, fundamental this is the game thing. Itself. So if we're, if we're being a little bit more pessimistic mm. about it, no, it's exactly the same, really the same game <laughs> as it's been out for the last three or four years. I'm, I'm sure many listeners who know better than me will, will disagree. Um, but then I kind of thought... Well, one of our bit... colleagues was saying that the sort of the engine, the sort of they've, they've tweaked the way that it plays. Yeah, they've got like, but... there's, there's some funny marketing material with Harry Kane wearing looks like a, a big neck brace, but they've got like done special effects for the most famous players. So like the graphics are ridiculously good, actually. Mm. Um and you can sort of have interaction with famous players as you like are this character who moves through the through the ranks, as, as it were. I, so heard it's that, trying... I heard that there's no such thing as Iceland. Oh, really? Um, in, in the game, <laughs> anyway. Just not in general. Not, not in general. Because <laughs> um, uh, I don't know if it's true that they never had Iceland. But um, but Iceland did well. I and I mean I I don't know a lot about football, but mm. I'm looking around. I think Iceland did quite well in some kind of a tournament <laughs> recently. They beat. They knocked England mm. out yeah, of the Euros. That, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean that doesn't really mean they did that. well. It just means England did exceptionally yeah. badly. But I think. But I think after they did that, EA came in with a derisory cash offer for mm. Iceland's team to appear oh, in right. the game, and they said, "Can we have more money than that?" And they said, "Not really." So, so there is no, <laughs> such, just said no, no such thing in Iceland. No, no. such thing as Iceland yeah. in FIFA 17, as I understand it. I don't know if they've done. Remember games in the olden days? They used to have the team would be called something like Cold Land or something. Well, yeah, I was going to say. Uh, actually, me and Tamla were talking yesterday about how we used to play Pro Evo. Yeah, it was brilliant. We were younger, and they didn't have any licensing, so it was just like the Manchester Reds. Yeah, <laughs> and, Alan Beerer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Shame, shame not the Mr. Yeltsin there lucrative and massive Icelandic market alienating mm. that fan yeah. base. But presumably, yeah. I mean, they, they've, they've become a viral sensation, haven't they? Mm. So yeah, but I like the fact little... they just put two fingers up to FIFA. Well, I'm not... That's why I... I don't know how the negotiations went. I'm going to say that's it, how they It's went. possible that their two fingers was just them saying, please, more money. Yeah. And, it's and, quite um, a small nation. I remember a great done. anecdote. I think this is uh, one of the footballers in the Iceland team when he was at the Euros. He was saying that Iceland is so small that, and so many of the nation actually went to watch that he would just be on the pitch and look in the crowd and he wouldn't know the person but he'd recognize them just because he sees them all the time yeah in iceland yeah i can believe that <laughs> well it's just like a town isn't it basically pretty it's much i mean country. yeah it's probably quite an ignorant thing for us to say but yeah <laughs> <laughs> it does sound like it but i mean yeah. on the point of on the point of fifa um i wanted to know what you guys thought because um even though i do play fifa and i do love fifa every year when the new one comes out i think oh 45 pounds for mm. the again but we end up doing it but I was well, just a thinking... Whole, there's a whole raft of games that are based on this yeah. business model. Um, mostly sport games. Yes. Yeah. Like, the, I mean, John Madden always used to be the classic, the American football franchise, where it would just be every year. They'd update the names. They'd mm. hardly change the game. I was kind of thinking... Yeah, go on. I, I, feel, I feel like there's a kind of fa- uh, parallel to be had with the film industry, because uh, it's just it's playing... It's an economic model that plays it safe, right? Yeah. Uh, all the Marvel films are essentially the same thing. Mm. <laughs> People still watch them and they're still fun. Mm. But there's a very safe tendency to just veer towards mm. rehashing and remakes and prequels and so on. 
I mean, are they just updating? Okay, so I I don't play FIFA. I live in a house where FIFA is played a lot, so I'm sort of <laughs> vaguely aware of it. Um, are they just updating it to take account of the changes in the Premier League in the last year? So yeah, I think when a new FIFA comes out, the mm-hmm. the leagues will be set as the, the current teams. Right. Yeah. So but it's th- just to keep it up to date. Then throughout that season, you can you have like. Um, downloadable content so like if a player okay. gets injured or something you can stay true okay. to re- real life they'll like take him out of the team so maybe is that is that a motivating transfers. fact if people do reckon just that uh, they I want so. it to reflect what is actually happening yeah i mean technically i mean i was the parallel i kind of drew in my head a little bit slightly tenuous was phone releases every year mm. um you don't really need to get the new one but mm. if you do there will be reasons why it's been improved and yeah. marketing will claim <laughs> that it's a better experience and then yeah. you need to buy it but yeah it's just funny that i thought i kind of balk at paying 45 pounds mm. every year but there are millions of people out there who will just yeah get the new if iPhone. you get hours of fun out of it i guess you know yeah. i mean that could be but you would it. have also got those hours of fun out of fifa 16 yeah. surely yeah that's true um, mm. it's i mean we got a bit spoiled i suppose it's all on things to be absolutely perfect yeah. on the phone front yeah um we've we've kind of got to a point where the tech industry has to keep moving forward or it dies. Um, mm. it, it it cannot... You had the mobile phone, the rise of the mobile phone, and they sold mobile phones to people. And they were, for a while, it was Boomtown. And all these, <laughs> you know, phone shops were, you know, rising up everywhere. And then mm. suddenly, most people had a phone. Um, and then they all started going out of business because it's mm. just, well, there's nobody left to sell phones to. Mm. So then they had to create this rolling model where even though we all have phones and the phones work great um, and we don't really need new phones, then they've had to try and, oh, here's the new thing. Mm. Um, Listen, yeah, I was thinking about this and I was thinking that I used to be quite pessimistic about things like software updates for phones. Um, my iPad's quite old, so I'm, I don't really want to update it to the new iOS because mm. I've always been a bit like, well, they're probably just doing that to you know, a couple of generations will no longer work properly, so it's going to encourage me to mm. buy a new product. But security. But security, I know. But no, but now what I was going to say, now I'm thinking, like the fact that the iPhone 7 is great, but it's yeah. not really that different. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say I feel sorry for a company like Apple, but oh, <laughs> but really, I think now when they update these things, they're generally like, this is actually better, guys. But like you say, David, well, yeah, they've got nothing, can, you can can't really do? add anything. But how much better? I mean, it's <clears> like, fundamentally, here are apps, you can use them. There is a camera, it's okay. I mean, like, you know, a lot of it is, is kind of, and environmentally, it's, it's pretty bad. Yeah. Just putting it out there. Just going back to games again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we were discussing, <laughs> controversial. Uh, I think it's interesting compared to the PC market, because yeah. oftentimes you'll get a game that's not like FIFA, like Skyrim or something, yeah. whereby the, the fans improve it and improve the textures and update it. And it's possible, like, it, it shows that it's doable to have an updated game that's kind of managed by the fans. Yeah. Uh, but when you play it on consoles, you have to kind of rely on EA games or EA yeah. Sports mm-hmm. to release it every year. Yeah. Well, the, the, paid, the paid PC. for model, yeah. Because yeah. um, the, the rise of mobile, again, is it's got this parallel thing of updates to apps that are free. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like, this is this is something that's very powerful, is that you buy buy a piece of software and then you enter into a contract with the company that they will support that piece of software without charging you any more money mm. for sort of the lifetime of your device or whatever or yeah. until something else mm. comes along that's better um but you don't you don't get anything like that with um fifa you really kind of feel like fifa it could mm. be just an update where yeah. they could just put out a patch yeah, yeah but it's that FIFA. has all the updated <clears throat> names <Yeah. laughs> i mean we are talking about fifa yeah this is the thing well, we'll we get a bit become... divorced from like how an awful an organization they are <laughs> it's kind of inevitable that they would be sort of not necessarily the most benign and you know 
<laughs> uncapitalist organisation. Are, are you have. saying that the game named after FIFA is representative of the political <laughs> organisation FIFA? Well, I just I don't know because this, this might be true. I mean, I don't know. But football's not exactly. Not. I mean, I mean, football's not exactly a kind of you know lovely uh, sport. I mean, look at Sam. You know. Uh, yeah, who would have thought? Big Sam Allardyce would be a dodgy geezer. Yeah, I know. Who knew? <laughs> yeah, but the whole thing, but the the entire industry is pretty much a bit corrupt and driven entirely by financial. I'm game. sure there are um, good <laughs> apples in yeah. the barrel, if that's good apples. In no, the I'm sure. Barrel. Yeah, I'm sure there are. <laughs> but the barrel, but the barrel itself seems, looks a bit rotten. Put it that way. I think there. I think the the barrel is is sort of um, systemically rotten. Wait, what is the barrel at this point? The, barrel the is football is, industry is, is football. Okay. Governance. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the barrel yeah. of football governance. governance. There we go. That could be the title of the podcast. Um, <laughs> well, um, we got away from the game a little bit, but we can still go around the room and I can ask you each, you give me FIFA or FIFA, that's so hard to bear. Is that a bit tenuous? Um, uh, Tamlin McGee. I'll have to go with the first one purely because of the better pun. But my, my well, heart lies elsewhere. It's kind of the same pun, <laughs> to be fair. But, um, but by the way, Tamlin, um, you had a PS4 shipped out to you oh, at great expense yesterday. Will it was FIFA, very exciting. <laughs> will FIFA be one of the first games you download? No, it won't. Right. Even though you said, you give me FIFA. But I just liked the phrase, you give me FIFA. It works better. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, and by the way, I think there is, there's one feature that's exclusive to Xbox that you won't get, um, which is... Old players, best oh. players. Old players. Legend players. You know, oh, like George Best and stuff. George Best on FIFA. Uh, so you don't get that. Mm. But, uh, anyway, in his prime, um, presumably. Yeah. No, I think... I think <laughs> no, the latter years. Dead. <laughs> on on Parkinson. <laughs> 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 yeah. Drinking white wine spritzers. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Henry Burrell. You give me FIFA, yeah, I'll play it. Excellent. Uh, and Charlotte G. FIFA that's so hard to bear because it's always been played in my house and I can't watch the TV. I'm very sorry to hear that. Uh, well, we'll we'll have a little break now, and when we come back, we're going to talk about Mr. Donald Trump. Welcome back, uh, Tamlin McGee. Uh, I want to talk about politics with you. I haven't got a song for this bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I was trying to work out a way to sing um, "House of Pains," jump around with, <laughs> with Trump around, but it didn't really work. So we're just going to start talking. You can try if you right. want. No, well, um, <laughs> it's worth a shot. Well, Surely. no, it doesn't. Could you need to have the backing? We could do it. Beat. Go on then. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, let's talk about American politics, Tamlin. Um, but to keep it techy, the um, the politics of Silicon Valley and the tech of politics. Mm-hmm. Um, what's going on in America right now politically? Well, specifically to to provide the context first, um, both. Hillary and Trump in this sort of clown parade of an election. <laughs> have, That's a strong start. Have, a, have been sort of grasping with uh, the internet and trying to make the best of social media and memes and so on and so forth, just to provide a bit of a bit more context. A meme, if you're not aware, are those images that are of 
viral images with words on the top and bottom and they're supposed to go viral (laughs) (laughs) can you give us an example of a meme yes so there's one that came from the notorious image board 4chan called pepe the frog (laughs) and he's a little green he sounds jolly and lighthearted. no he's not he's not not at all he's a depressed looking green little guy uh and he's been classed by the hillary campaign as a figure of hate speech which is interesting development um on the other hand, we've got something called the alt right, which is kind of the emergence of right wing, the reemergence of right wing politics in the US. Uh, figures like Milo, formerly of, gosh, what was his? Breitbart? Mm, Breitbart he's on there now. at the moment, yeah. yeah. Oh, he had the Colonel, didn't he? The Colonel, yeah. The Colonel. The, the colonel. Uh, he's kind the of the, K-E-R, not yeah. like Colonel Sanders. Yeah. He's, kind of, he's kind of the leading figure of the alt right, and there's like a, there's a, there's a load of people who like to spread really quite noxious images through, you know, otherwise harmless means like pictures of sad sad frogs and so the founder of oculus rift which is now a facebook company palmer lucky it just emerged that he has been secretly funding a pro donald trump meme page why would he do that well, presumably he likes something about donald trump but um i've got his statement his his opening statement when it was anonymous here he said, going under the username Nimble Rich Man. That's, that, that's so annoying, isn't I, it? I know, I know. It's kind of just, it just it's speaks. In the company called Nimble something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, it's, it's, it, the it's Rich true. Man part just speaks so much about what's exactly wrong with the way of thinking in Silicon Valley and how mm. it sort of intersects with politics. But he said, I reached out to the leaders of this community, yeah. being a forum on Reddit called The Donald, because I'm doing everything I can to make... America great again. I have do- already donated significant funds to Nimble America, the group that's been spreading these Donald Trump memes, and will continue to do so. I need your help. For the next 48 hours, I will match your donations dollar for dollar. Donate $10 and I will match you by flying my jet a minute less. And it just kind of goes on this way oh, as well. God, that's... And, and these memes that they then posted, these are all anti-Hillary. Mm. Hillary's going to take our guns. Hillary's there's hacked emails, what that sort of thing. There's that element to it. I think the 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 phrase sort of goes like Donald Trump, not necessarily racist campaign, but number one with racist. So there's an element of these people who are sharing like deeply, deeply noxious stuff, um, and trying to kind of normalise it with these otherwise harmless images that they've yeah. put like horrible messages onto. Um, but there's been a backlash. So the gaming community has come out against the Oculus Rift founder, uh, Palmer Lucky. It's mm, interesting. Um, and uh, it's it's forced him to backtrack a little bit. So some of the VR developers have said that they're no longer going to develop games for Oculus. Yeah, that's right. Um, and in response to that, Palmer Lucky has, I'm not going to say back down, but he sort of apologised, hasn't he? He's, he's, um, he hasn't exactly had the courage of his conviction. No, he said something along the lines of, uh, I, I've got it somewhere here. But uh, he said something along the lines of like... Tamlin is is, uh, is researching in real time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's, essentially, he's essentially said he's sorry if he's if he's offended anyone. It's that classic. Oh, he's one yeah. of those. Yeah. It's one of those. Um, but, you know, the, the, whole, the whole purpose was to offend large groups of people, evidently. Yeah. Well, the, so the interesting thing here is that um, Palmer Lucky has... Um, he sort of burned his career a little bit here, I think. That's what I sense, is that um, a lot of the tech industry has, has hit back at him. Mm. But he's by no means the first, and he won't be the last, um, clueless tech billionaire to jump on the um, the libertarian right-wing side of politics. 
Um, and there's this real, there's this real um, uh, contrast between the way we view Silicon Valley as this optimistic, um, utopian place, and in you know in California, in San Francisco, it should it should be liberal. That's what you'd think. Um, but it's not. You keep getting these these billionaires that chime in, think they know best, and they're always on the sort of Donald Trump side. Well, I don't know. Like even even well, uh, evidently like well intentioned ultra rich people like the Iron Man imitating Elon Musk. Um, he's but on on whom more more later. to follow. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> I just want to do a little trail like they do on um, Gordon Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmare. <laughs> Coming up next on Ramsay's Tech Podcast. But even even his sort of uh, utopian projects are, are, you know, not going to be cheap for people. So, yeah, you know, uh, Peter Thiel, I think, is a really great example who who is yeah. literally researching va- vampirism, human vampirism. <laughs> <laughs> when, uh, when Charlotte mentioned that yesterday about blood, mm-hmm. I... Um, I must say, I thought you were joking. No, no, that's literally true. Like, Peter Thiel actually is, is uh, using, like, sort of putting young people's blood into himself because he he <laughs> believes that it will make him live longer. You really, that, that's, you that's true. make it up, could you? That is true. So yeah. this is Peter Thiel, uh, founder of uh, PayPal. Mm-hmm. Is that right? With, uh, with Elon Musk, actually. Mm-hmm. Have I got that right? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, Peter Thiel so. has uh, a long history. I was, um, I was looking of but also of backing um, failed uh, Republican candidates in the presidential mm, yeah. election. Yeah. He um, he supported um, McCain and Palin. That famous. I mean, I quite like John McCain, but I mean, Sarah Palin, absolute wackadoo candidate. You know, <laughs> yeah. He decided to jump on her train, uh, so to speak, and um, and he supported Mitt Romney to four years ago. Yes, and now he's and now he's on. Um, uh, I don't know what to well, say. We want him on Donna's side, then, don't we? Yeah, exactly. I mean, if he's backing records. losers, then <laughs> exactly. yeah, get him could, in he could be on none from the lesser of two evils. Okay, but. fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, he's he's now um, firmly hitched his <clears throat> wagon to Donald Trump. Um, and the circus continues, um, uh, and and he, it doesn't even stop there. You know, you've got um, uh, the Uber chief executive Travis Kalanick, who has repeatedly says that he's inspired by uh, Ayn Rand. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, oh. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of them say that. That's that's it's, yeah. They it's all love. They love her. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. reference these days. Yeah. It's, it's Atlas Shrugged, isn't it? Yeah, the whole principle of which is just. The, the the principal aim in life should be selfish to one's own desires yeah. Yeah. and screw the rest. And if yeah. these sort of captains of industry go away, you know, the people who have all the, the money but don't necessarily do much of the work, mm. um, then the world would just fall to bits. But, you know, if we didn't have Peter Thiel researching human vampirism <laughs> and uh, Oracle's Larry Ellison, like, owning a populated island, then, you know, I'm not too sure the world would collapse or yeah. would be necessarily for the worse. Okay. But it, it, right. it certainly speaks to the amount of power and influence that these people in tech have. Yeah. Um, it's the, the particularly, and I, I suppose you could say that it, why are we expecting billionaires not to be self-centred jackasses? Um, but the, the reason, from my point of view, that it's particularly galling in tech is that, um, and I'm going to say something semi-controversial here, there's no such thing as a self-made billionaire, in my view, Um not in a literal sense, because there's always there's always you look at the story and there's always some degree of rich luck, uncle of help, rich <laughs> uncle along the way. Mm. Um, but it's particularly true in tech, mm. um, and tech tech developments are always built on what's gone before. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about this, and if you went back a thousand years and you tried to explain Uber 
mm. to somebody to who was around a thousand years ago, Henry? William uh, the Conqueror. No, the Normans. Yeah, go on. Nearly, so see, nearly the Normans. So you meet a Norman and you say <laughs> Saxons. Hey, meet, all right, you meet. So, yeah, set one. Are you, so you meet a Saxon and you say, "Here's what Uber is." They'll be impressed, sure, but they're going to go, "Wow!" So you you talk on metal um, phones to, when no phones. You talk on metal bits of uh, you talk on bits of metal to other people a long way away. That's amazing. And you go, well, "I didn't invent that bit." And then they go, "Oh well." So you connect all these bits of metal via phone lines. That's amazing. Oh, I didn't invent that bit. Oh well. So you've got a gig-based economy. Oh, everything is on demand. No, I didn't invent that bit. I just made it for taxis. Yeah. And and people like this Uber guy. He thinks he invented Uber, but he just put his little bit of magic on the top. And yeah, everything yeah. that goes before it was invented by other people. Mm. His yeah. entire shtick is yeah. building on an existing community. Um, and of course, particularly because it's tech and they're all college educated. They've all come through a very privileged upbringing. Mm. I'd like to say something about Bill Gates quickly as well. Because oh, he's, please do. He's, genu- he's generally really well regarded for his philanthropy and such. But even the things that seem positive on the surface, like the Bill and Melinda, Melinda Gates Foundation starting schools in Uganda and stuff, um, unions have just come out in Uganda completely against it because they're all failing. Same in uh, Seattle, where the teachers are about to wage a strike against these privatised schools essentially right. it's all ideologically based from people like Bill Gates who think they've got yeah. all this money they can change the world for the better but what if they're wrong they're doing it anyway you know like yeah. Mark Zuckerberg yeah. came out last week with his wife and they want to cure all diseases <laughs> yeah. in, in our children's yeah. lifetime mm. and, and they're going to do that bold. yeah they do <laughs> love a grand sweeping gesture don't they, they? they're going to cure all disease with a donation of you know of three billion so I don't want to downplay that but that donation is equal to um, a tenth of the National Institute of Health's annual um, research budget. Mm. So they, they think they can come along with this, what is essentially monkey peanuts, um, and they're going <laughs> to solve all, all diseases. Mm. Because of this really sort of arrogant sense of tech optimism that we can fix anything, that the market will fix everything, mm. which is in itself quite randian. Is that the, is that the right word for <laughs> Yeah, and, it's, and it, yeah. it's naive as well, because like technology is ultimately a tool, right? Yeah. It's a apolitical thing and the question is yeah. who's using it and for what and there's always yeah. going to be an ideological purpose behind it mm. and it happens to be that there's these very naive ultra rich people who are even with the best intentions because no one wants to think of themselves as a villain mm. are actually wreaking havoc mm. Mm. do you think even the people who are practicing vampirism don't think they're villains <laughs> <laughs> i don't think peter Thiel thinks i think he's, he's got villain. too much free time these days <laughs> well after shutting down gorka yeah mm. oh yeah yeah well that well that in itself is very ayn rand is mm. the waging a war against the media mm-hmm. yeah is that the whole thing is that journalism is is essentially a corrupt industry obviously we're a little bit biased <laughs> on that one but you know there is possibly the uh political purpose of the media speaking truth to power and so on which um donald you know bringing us back to donald trump donald trump wants to change the libel law so that the media can be sued more easily. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling a bit <laughs> sad now. A bit glum. Um, yeah, who would have thought these uh, young, uh, naive billionaires would turn out to be? Yeah. <laughs> who would have suspected Less than perfect people. I know, <laughs> um, gosh. Well, I mean, there, yeah, there is that messiah complex side of it yeah. that you get with somebody like Zuckerberg or Bill Gates. They're all um, men. Yeah, so, all right, all right tell, <laughs> tell me about female billionaires, Charlotte. Well, there aren't very many of them. I mean, oh, well, that's, the, that's bad. I don't like that. Yeah, well, no, I, well, I, I don't know. I'm against that. I'm trying to think, I think the richest woman in the world is uh, <laughs> the L'Oreal heiress, Lillian Bettencourt. I mean, there aren't there aren't very many. There isn't really a female equivalent of Mark Zuckerberg. 
There's there's Xia Wang who owns HTC Corporation True. in Taiwan. Yeah, well, actually, it's weird because like it's a slightly different story when you start looking at Asia and China in particular. There are there are more female billionaires over there in the US, but in the West. I, I'm trying yeah. in the West. Like, I, I don't know if she's a. I find I'm fairly sure she's not a billionaire, but Melissa yeah, Meyer yeah. would be the most obvious yes. equivalent. Of but I'm talking about people who founded yeah. sort of a company rather than just tech CEOs. So I don't know. Um, I don't know why that is. Just yeah. thought I'd point it out. So if they were in that position, would they give all their money away? I don't know. Or would they have? Oh, this comes back to the old: Are women parties? innately <clears throat> better people than men? Um, I don't really know. I think they are. Definitely. Okay. Well, that's that's nice. Thank you. Am I about to drop an Emma Golden quote in a tech podcast? Yeah, go on. Do I it. don't think I am because I can't remember it. <laughs> hey, <laughs> but if brilliant. you Google something, something Emma Golden, I'm sure you'll find. Something. Okay, I'm going to do that straight <laughs> what, away. After what this. sort of a quote is it going to be? This is so you're such a tease. <laughs> <laughs> it was going to be something incredibly witty. It was an opposite. It was essentially completely in favour of universal suffrage and equal rights between genders and recognising mm. that women are systematically oppressed but also that the innate view that women would be running the world world differently is kind Mm. of absurd as well yeah but then Mm. you know who am i (laughs) (laughs) we are yet to have a podcast with a female host true Um, don't look at me (laughs) see this is a problem is that because you'd make them sing (laughs) i don't and they don't want to yeah (laughs) i think i think that the host gets to do what they like yeah Yeah. i think the host could make everybody else i can make you sing <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe I could give you um... my blood. <laughs> Are you saying he's old? Implying. Uh, I think we should wrap it up there. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to go around the room. The question is: billionaire shortbread or billionaire fruitcake? I'm quite pleased with that. That's good. Fruitcake. Uh, fruitcake. Billionaire fruitcake. Yeah, definitely. It's got to be fruitcake. Hooray! Everyone agrees. Um, <laughs> we'll be back after a short break to talk about space. Charlotte G, um, I understand that you are super pumped to talk about Musk's massive munition. What's the main <laughs> message? Okay, so uh, yesterday Elon Musk uh, stood up um, at the International Astronautical Congress. And, Astronautical? Yes, yes, that is a word, don't <laughs> doubt me. And uh, he talked about uh, SpaceX and his plan to uh, make human life multiplanetary by building a self-sustaining one million person civilization. On Mars. Um, he says that the first people carrying missions to Mars are going to be taking place in January 2025. That's the plan. That's eight years That's away. quite a long way away. Well, he, he it's was, not that far. Yeah, wasn't he saying 2022 you could have people Yes, Mars. but in terms of the... Yeah. I mean, to be honest, the deadline is slightly i mean why is there a deadline i'll I'll tell you i'll tell you why actually there there is a reason why these dates kind of vary okay and that's because uh if you're traveling from earth to mars you have a 26 month opportunity it comes around every 26 months the 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 planets the rendezvous yeah the rendezvous so basically that's 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 yes yeah yeah. Um so yes, so that's that's quite uh, an interesting idea whether or not it's a good idea. I mean the idea is is making space travel radically cheaper. So so it kind of currently costs cheaper than it currently. Yes. Well, it's How much ca- does it currently cost? It's about 10 billion dollars a person. Um <clears throat> and Elon Musk reckons that he can bring that down to $100,000 per ticket to go to Mars. I still wouldn't be able to afford that. Obviously. Yeah, I did like yeah. in Well, his- you say that, but actually if you really think about it, if you no, still can't. If you were going, if you were going to, if you sold absolutely everything, I, inclu- don't, want, 
I'm not doing that. No, I know, but if, you, but if you know what I mean. Just for a trip to space. Yeah. But I mean, if you, a lot of people, if they, if you think about people, I don't know, that have a house or whatever, if they sold that, they might be able to afford it. I, don't I have know. a house, but I think it's owned by the bank. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm what I'm sure saying is that probably is, is more, obviously that is an extremely large amount of money. But it's radically more affordable than than, than, 10, billion. than ten billion. So you could yeah. you could sell all your stuff, have no money when you arrive arrive on Mars, and just be a surf. Yeah, but maybe. But yeah, but well, that you're, yeah, but oh, we don't know what the kind of civilization is, is going to be. Be the first homeless what person. What will the on currency? Mars? <laughs> exactly. What's the welfare system like on Mars? Is there? A I social don't know. I mean, I mean, this is this is the this is the thing. I guess. I mean, yes, you could sell everything and go to Mars. I think this is kind of what he's implying. But I mean, who who really wants to do that? It's a bit risky. Okay, well, so, yeah. let's let's go back to the basics and why why do we need to go to Mars? Um, because uh, basically, his his idea is that it's essentially not a very good idea to have all our eggs in one basket. If some kind of huge disastrous event happened to Earth, that would wipe out all of human civilization. So the idea is that by doing that, we can secure the future of our species. So if you're basically. on Mars as part of this million person mm-hmm. uh, economy, which which isn't going to exist until twenty, oh, I think seventy five, he said. Okay, so in the meantime, the million. let's say 10 years from now, you're part of what is going to be mm. a landing party of 300 yes. people. And then the extinction event happens yes. and all the rest of humanity is wiped out. Yes. You're going to be fine and dandy at that point. Well, that's the idea. The, the idea is that once you have a certain number, you sort of reach a self-sustaining point where, where that civilization can just sustain itself. I mean, it depends. The, the, the thing that he's saying is going to happen, by the way, in six years is I think the first cargo missions. But the okay. first human missions, in theory, are twenty twenty five. I mean, the the idea is is that they are able to, you know, grow plants. They're able to build a sort of self sustaining colony. So if something awful happened on Earth, they would be okay because they don't need those the shipments that they had previously. I don't there, know. I mean, it's a pretty mad idea. In fairness, it does it does sound fairly mad. Yeah, the, but it's potentially doable. That's. Yeah, that's what mad people always say. No, I know. There's there's no uh, air on Mars, right? So how um, are they going to get around that? Okay, I I had some interesting data on this, which I haven't brought with me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Best kind of data. There's, there's anecdata. Anecdata. There's I think I think there's something like the third a third of the oxygen on Earth. I mean I mean yeah, you would you'd have to build kind of pods and we'll stuff. Just breathe three times as much. I think <laughs> I think there was some idea about about kind of uh, if you were able to produce enough vegetation potentially you could create so if everyone takes a house plant with them yeah if everyone just brings <laughs> along a pot plant it'll be fine I, I i think that that was mooted as an idea i don't really know i'm going to leave that why, why has why has space travel become the prerogative of like wacky millionaires why aren't nasa doing it anymore uh, nasa got no money yeah yeah they, they've, been the sim- they've been systematically kind of defunded since the space race i mean they haven't really had essentially to... since they stopped being a cold war yeah yes exactly exactly um, need another one of those yeah let's get let's, let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's ramp up the pressure yeah i was gonna say let's China. wait until let's see if trump gets elected um, well, that although too, actually yeah. he's good friends with russia isn't he because yeah. i don't know whether to like uh, there's something about elon musk that i kind of abhor but also mm. oh yeah i mean like he's got what is he he's tesla paypal yes. spacex yes um i kind of i kind of admire in a way how he's bringing this am i how so, single-minded he is yeah and like and like you say like he's sort of thinking about <laughs> end of days extinction yeah. and how to, how to better it so I don't know, there's just something about yeah. it that he well, kind of seems to throw everything at a wall and sees what sticks. I, I think the thing, well, sorry, just to jump in. I think, I think the thing I find most depressing is that he is, he's essentially saying that he's given up on Earth 
And I find that really kind of sad. <laughs> well, we that, we that, did that, pass, you know. I think it was announced earlier this week that we've passed the window of being able to go back yes. on, on carbon overload. Oh, right. Well, maybe, maybe he's right there. parts per million, yeah. the, so, the, the uh, dreaded. Well, yeah. maybe maybe he's right then. Maybe we are all completely... We should probably give up on it. In the long term, you know. Damned. I, it, I, I totally get what you're saying, though, because like, it's frustrating that people are saying, oh, yeah, let's go colonize space. It's like, mate, things are disastrous here on Earth. <laughs> yeah. Why don't we fix some of this first? Yeah. Like, you know, really work on carbon emissions yeah. and make Earth livable. Yeah, Let's I mean, go if, get a new planet. If he was like, focusing what? his technology on, like, combating climate change, because yeah. like, there might be some kind of technology solution, I don't know. People yeah. were sort of talking about firing stuff into the... Atmosphere. I don't know. You do seem a little bit vague on the details. Yeah. Of how to fix uh, yeah, I'm not sure. But, but you know, I'm going to leave that to the experts. If only Mark Zuckerberg would donate a derisory amount of money to fix the <laughs> Yeah, then I know. It will be fixed in no time. But uh, yeah, I mean, maybe if we focus our ambitions on that, then, then maybe that would be better. But isn't Musk developing like some wacky tube? Like yeah. human, human tube. That's yeah, a, there's the yeah. Hyperloop system. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's probably going to pump out some sort of dreadful emissions. Probably, isn't it? yes. He's probably yeah. making it worse. Well, maybe it'll mean, be maybe, less, maybe less he's calm. doing that deliberately to make everyone go to Mars. <laughs> <laughs> he's just sort of, you know, basically ruining it down here. I don't know. Uh, well, let's talk about Richard Branson for a moment. And I very rarely say that. <laughs> um, we've, we've kind of heard all this before. Mm. Um, Virgin Galactic. Mm. Um, was supposed to get a maiden flight into space with passengers on board by 2009. Um, quick update for listeners, it's it's a little bit later than 2009. Mm. And there have been no um, Virgin Galactic manned space flights. Um, I think a lot of people are going to be cynical about this mm. and say, is this really going to happen? Yeah, that's quite different though, because, I mean, Branson's talking about doing a, kind of just a suborbital flight where you kind of go a bit above the atmosphere and have a look and go, well, that's very nice, and then come back down. Yeah. Whereas Elon Musk's ambitions are quite different. I mean, the thing So I Elon would... Musk is more ambitious. He's more, way more ambitious. I mean, Branson didn't achieve his no. extremely limited ambitions. No, and true. Yet we're supposed to Although think. he hasn't pumped anywhere near the amount of money into the project as, as Musk has. He has oh. got an impressive beard, though. Yeah. It right. is also, by the way, space is really, really hard. Like, it's really, really quite difficult yeah. to engineer these things. He could work on making his trains a bit nicer. He but, could, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe that's If you had your way, Tamlin, nobody would yeah. work on any space stuff. Oh, we'd all be fixing problems on Earth. <laughs> yeah, God. sounds great. Oh. <laughs> maybe Branson's busy finding CCTV images of Jeremy Corbyn that's yeah. distracted him from his, his, his galactic He fell uh, off project. a bike the other day as well, didn't he? Did he? Yeah, Aww. smashed his face up. He's always, he's always sort of t- doing risky things, isn't he? He's had that parachute. Well, riding a bike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, how was he riding it? I don't know. It is risky. Was he was doing a handstand while he was doing it? Probably. Yeah. We should, um, <clears throat> we've not got very much long left, but um, we should probably cover a few more quick details about this. Um, who is going to be allowed to go? Uh, is there going to be any vetting? Anyone that can buy a ticket is what Musk has said. Anyone Brilliant. that can afford... The, basically, there's a sort Just of the Venn diagram that's, that's people that can afford <clears throat> to go to Mars and people that want to go to Mars, and it's people that are in the middle of that Venn diagram that are going <laughs> to be... That's excellent. So they'll be, they will be completely untrained astronauts. Yeah, I mean, it is massively just people that can afford to go. Is it uh, a one-way ticket? Uh, that's a good question. I... I would say I think it is, but I would I would double check that. I'm I, pretty sure that when you go, that yeah, you're gone. Um, <laughs> well, on that subject, um, I was reading that he said that um, he says basically, are you prepared to die? Yes. Um, <laughs> no, if, I mean that, if like that's, that's okay, what he said. if that's okay, <laughs> you're a candidate for going. Okay. Um, Call them all musketeers. Do you know what? That's that's interesting. I mean, are they doing psychological, (laughs) you know, testing of people? 
Henry, you need to leave. Sorry. That's, that's terrible. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, well, so the last thing I thought we could talk about is that um, space flight has sort of stopped happening, seemingly. Um, you had uh, the first manned um, aeroplane flight in 1903, and then 66 years later, we were on the moon. I say we. Uh, so you have this whole generation that have seen in their lifetimes, we went from we can't fly at all to we've gone to the moon. Yeah. And then, and it's been another, <clears throat> what, 50 years since there, very little has happened. Mm. What's gone wrong with I'm, space? I'm, <laughs> I'm excited by the prospect of, within our lifetimes, space wars. Star Wars, if you will. Star Wars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, that'd be pretty yeah. sweet. I mean, I think, I think, as we said earlier, I think mainly, mainly Take the, the cold, carbon emissions the cold out war. there. <laughs> Can't come I, I reckon mainly the Cold War is, is yeah. what I think. Um, well, this, what the two I was thinking, theory. the two words I was thinking of when I was mm. reading about this were uh, vanity and publicity. Yeah, I was say, yeah. I think um, overexposure of these kind of projects gives the public more mm. reason to be really pessimistic. So I think back in, well, obviously it wasn't in the 60s, but back then Kennedy was like man on the moon by the end of the decade. Mm. And it actually happened. Yeah, yeah, but that's only because Yuri Gagarin. I mean, that that was Space race. that was in reaction to, uh, obviously, the Soviets kind of doing so it. So what we need first. is a crazy Russian billionaire yes, that's to, try what we need. to try and like, do this actually, as well. Actually, that's, perf- <laughs> that's, that's perfect. That is clearly what we need. I'm going to interject and say uh, that rocket technology was built on Nazi technology, so maybe can we just not? Ooh, <laughs> I, yeah. I think that's a perfect place to stop. <laughs> cliffhanger of an opinion. Uh, and with that, oh, oh well, first of all, let's go around quickly. The question is, blast off or naff off? Uh, Tramley McGee. Naff off. Brilliant. Uh, was that for me or was that an answer? <laughs> It was an answer. Okay. <laughs> Henry? Naff off. And Charlotte's? Clearly blast off. Oh, good. Uh, all right. Uh, well, with that, thank you for listening to this edition of the UK Tech Weekly Podcast. Feel free to get in touch and let us know your thoughts and opinions to shake us down for cash, whatever that means, and if you're interested in advertising. You can tweet us on any of these topics using the handle at UK Tech Podcast or email us on editor at idg.co.uk. We'll be back next week with more informed opinion on the hottest topics in tech. If that sounds like something you'd like, you can find us on Acast, iTunes, SoundCloud and various other podcast sources. And don't forget to subscribe, comment, like us and tell your friends. Until then, say goodbye, guys. Bye. See ya. Napple. UK Tech Weekly Podcast. 